beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Laura Tremaine, and I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves, and the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. Each episode has a prompt or a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to a friend, or share on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Whether you judge the end of the summer season by the last days of August or Labor Day weekend or the kids going back to school or football season, however you look at it, we are here. We have arrived at the end of summer how did it happen? (laughs) Every year we ask ourselves. But as I like to do at the end of every season and the beginning of another one, I want to get a little reflective and take a few moments to just ask myself some questions that help close one chapter and let me enter open-hearted into the next chapter. Now, I use the word season here because we're literally talking about seasons, the end of summer, going into fall. But I like to do this with metaphorical seasons also, seasons of life, eras, if you will, both short-term and bigger picture. Like This is something that I really do multiple times a year as a way to kind of reconnect with myself, with my family, because this often becomes a 
bigger family conversation, which I encourage you to do that if that applies to you. But it also lets me see the path that I am on, if it is the path that I want to be on, which is sometimes up in the air. But I know we can go through so much of our lives a little bit on autopilot or just with our, you know, nose to the grind, like we're chasing a career, we're chasing toddlers. Life can really pass us by. And so it's important to me, and one of the things that we talk about a lot here, not to let that happen, to stay really aware, to stay intentional to stay connected to ourselves and our dreams and our community and just paying attention to the path that we're on. Because who among us has not sort of looked up and noticed that we're in the woods somewhere (laughs) or noticed when we're metaphorically floating on our float in the ocean that somehow we have lost sight of our umbrella 300 yards away, we somehow have floated on past where we really wanted to be. And I don't want that for any of us. And so we're going to talk today about eight questions to ask ourselves at the end of the summer. Again, I want you to take these questions to a friend, a coworker, a partner, your family, your journal. It's one thing if you're just driving around sort of listening to this episode while you're going about your day. But I do want you to take a minute and really sit with these questions, really engage with them. All the questions here, all the prompts will be posted in the show notes as they always are at 10thingstotellyou.com. I'll also post them on social media at 10thingstotellyou. So you will have these prompts available. You don't need to like write them down as we're going through this. So there are eight prompts total, eight questions total. And we're going to start where we very often do with number one as what was the highlight? So I love to look back at anything, a fun day, a long weekend, a season, a year, and really make note of the highlights. Like what was wonderful? What will you remember? And we do this for a few reasons. The first and most obvious is because it's really fun to talk about (laughs) things that were great, right? But also sort of puts us in this place of gratitude instead of, like I said, just sort of blazing through our life and our seasons. We might notice, sure, that was a really fun experience I had, but then we just kind of keep it moving and we're taught not to dwell in the past. But this is an exception to really dwell in these moments that were highlights to really sit and appreciate, wow, that was really fun. That was really gonna be one of the best parts of my year. I just know it. Now, don't think too hard about this. No one is grading our answers ever. You cannot answer wrong here. If you think of something later, you can always come back and restart the conversation or add it to your journal. Lose the idea anytime that we're answering these questions lose the idea that you have to do it perfectly. This is not being graded. This is simple introspection. When you are thinking about highlights, you don't always have to reach for, you know, what seems like might be the most obvious answer. Like if you were able to go on a vacation or trip this summer, or you had some time off, or you spent a lot of money on something, so it feels like it 
has to be the answer here. You can also reach for in this moment of gratitude. You can also reach for smaller things. Like, you know what was wonderful about this summer? What was a highlight was getting to sleep in more than usual or going to the pool and splashing around or spending time with a family member that you don't get to see much in other parts of the year or finding a new recipe or drink or song or show. You know, it can be something that would be seemingly small maybe to someone else, but for you, it was really a highlight. It defined the season or it just made you happy. When we list our highlights, we don't always want to reach for something that is going to make us feel any sort of lack. Like if our answer here would be, well, this was a highlight, but it actually was also kind of hard or whatever. Like we can have a lot of complicated, tangled up feelings around anything that we're deeming the best of the summer or something like that. Stop getting so tangled up in that. And I'm preaching to myself when I say this, by the way. Stop feeling like our highlight of the summer has to be Instagram worthy or has to match up with your friend's highlight or your sister's highlight or anyone else's highlight of a season. We are listing things that were actually giving us a lot of joy that we're going to remember that made the season for us. And the best things to reach for in this moment are those without complication. Now, with that said, I do understand that like there are a lot of things that are wonderful that also have complications. (laughs) So if a highlight for you was, for example, a trip or a vacation, and of course, not every single moment was unicorns and rainbows because trips never are, then like don't overthink it. I guess what I'm preaching at here about this answer and this place that we're going to start these questions is to just go with the first thing that comes to mind. Don't qualify every answer. Don't feel like you have to give both sides of the equation. We're going for joy. We're going for gratitude. The first question is, what was the highlight of this season? And then right after that, with all that joy and love and happiness, we're going to go to question number two, which was, what can never happen again? Now, (laughs) this question, I wrote it this way for a very specific reason. Because you in your life can take this question and this prompt in a few different directions. So again, the question is, what can never happen again? And you might answer this a few different ways, or it might just lead you down a certain path. But here is what I was thinking when I wrote this prompt. What can never happen again on the one hand of, seriously, this did not work out this summer. (laughs) This had a lot of issues. The way that we handled this was not great. Or next time we will make sure to make reservations in a different way. It can be logistical of like this can never happen again, or it can be sometimes like spiritual or emotional of like, I will never let myself feel this way again. I will never put myself in this position again. Or again, just sort of identifying something that did not go as planned, as in, next time we will not road trip, we will for sure fly because of XYZ. So the prompt is what can never happen again. It seems a little bit harsh to phrase it that way, but sometimes that's just the only way you can approach some of this reflection. The other side of that question that pairs a little better with number one, but might also bring up a lot of emotion is, 
what can never happen again in the way of this was a once in a lifetime moment or experience. So, you know, I took my dad to Wimbledon for his 80th birthday this summer. I talked about that on an earlier episode. That was a once in a lifetime experience. So when I say this will never happen again, at least not like this, at least not when he's turning 80, at least not when the kids are the ages they are, it will never again be this exact group of people in this exact place at this exact moment of time. Now that can be like a really startling realization or can make us kind of sad and emotional to think of it like that. I really don't like the sort of shaming memes that go around in the summertime aimed specifically at parents that are like, you only get 18 summers with your children. And they're basically implying like, how many of them have you already blown? You've already messed it up. You know, you you got to pull it together. There's all these ways that parents are made to feel like they're doing it wrong and they're ruining the whole shebang. And I hate all of that. So I don't want that kind of energy brought to this question. It is more, again, like our first question, bringing us in a place of gratitude, really minding the moment and noticing like this will never happen again. And we are so lucky that we were able to do it now. We made that memory that we can hold on to for the rest of our lives. That is the other side of this question. So what can never happen again, meaning please don't ever make me go camping in the future, (laughs) or what can never happen again in a moment of noticing how special our memories and experiences of summer 2023 really were. So that was number two. Number three, swinging a little bit back to logistics, what can I plan for now to make next summer be great? So sometimes when we get to the end of a season, the next version of it feels really far away. So summer in particular is not going to hit us again until 10 months from now. And so whether that's a relief to you or makes you a little bit sad, there is this natural break from one season to another. And so we very often just sort of switch gears. We're going to talk about switching gears in a second, but we very often just like roll right into the next thing. And this is how the year and calendar sneaks up on us. This is how we start saying things like, I can't believe it's already the holidays, or can you believe we're already in May, or something like that. Because maybe this is just me, because I'm not world's best planner. I'm trying to be better at it. But often, once I've moved on from something, I've moved on, and I do not start thinking about the next season until it's like staring me in the face. But if there is something or a few somethings that you can do to make next summer a little easier, go ahead and set aside a few hours to do that. So maybe that looks like signing your kids up for a camp, reserving the Airbnb that worked so well this year, going ahead and reserving it next year. Maybe this means sending out an email to friends or family trying to nail down a date for something that you want to happen next year. Maybe this means looking at your budget and already starting to think about how you're going to make that work for expenses that are going to come up maybe next summer. Maybe you work in an environment that really requires a lot of planning for your time off. So maybe that's something to already start thinking about. I know that that is not like 
the sexiest part of this list. <laughs> like you're not super excited to handle some of these logistics maybe. But early spring you is going to be super appreciative of early fall you if that's what you did. I also don't want to take too much of a tangent here, but I do just want to add in that for the longest time in my life, I wouldn't do this type of planning way ahead because that feels to me like commitment. Like I've said, I'm going to do it. I've signed up for it. I've paid a deposit, whatever it is. I feel like that's committing myself to it. And so since you can't often make some of these plans this much in advance, you don't know what your schedule is going to be like. You don't know what you know is going to be happening exactly this far away. And so I wouldn't want to commit to it until I had a few of these other answers. But that often meant that I either missed the boat entirely and things got full, I couldn't get in or my kids ended up on a wait list or something like that. Or I get to the season and I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't planned anything. So then it's a mad scramble. Let me introduce you to cancellation policies, (laughs) which everyone else already knows about. But I always hesitated to sign up for something or reserve something and then cancel it. I don't know. I Again, I think this is like a personality type. And only in the last few years have I welcomed myself into the beautiful world of cancellation policies. And so if that might be one of your hangups also on this exact number, number three, then consider the fact that what you're trying to do with this prompt and question and conversation, if you're having it with someone else, that what you're trying to do is to make the next season, the next summer, easier and better. This is an attempt to relieve stress and not add it. So come to this question with that type of attitude. With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben free. It is also pH balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, Dot com and use code U, Y-O-U. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Okay, number four of our eight end of the summer questions. What summer energy am I bringing into the fall? So in my life, in my family, summer 
looks a very particular way and fall looks a very different chaotic way. Fall is hard, or I guess I should just say busy. Fall is busy, full for almost every single person I know. There's just so much that happens in the fall. I feel like between Labor Day and Thanksgiving, there is just so much going on. And so these next two questions, questions number four and five, are really dealing with that. But the first one is what summer energy am I bringing into the fall? Meaning what about this season was so positive that I do want to keep bringing it forward? Was it that I got a lot of rest? Was it that I got a lot more time with friends? Was it that I read more books? Was it that I approached my work differently? Were there rhythms or mindsets in our summer season that will really behoove us in the fall that really do not have to be so radically different? If we can see that we really benefited from getting a lot more rest because our alarm doesn't go off as early in the summer, maybe, is this an adjustment that we can also make for the next few months? If it filled our cup to see friends on a more regular basis because there were cookouts or parties or lazy Saturdays at the lake, if that felt really good to you, can you make sure that happens more often than it usually does in the busyness of the fall? So what summer energy, both personally or or maybe in a community sense, do we want to bring into the fall? It does not all have to be such a stark contrast. Although number five is, where do I need to switch gears? So the fifth question is acknowledging that there are going to be places where you absolutely have to switch gears because you are now adhering to a school schedule, a sports schedule, work deadlines, weather changes. That's not something I have to think about generally, but I know a lot of people do. So thinking about where we need to switch gears very consciously instead of jumping right into the fall rat race, maybe just being really conscious about, okay, this is now a busy season. I need to pull myself out of the lazy days of summer, if you had those, into a little more effortful fall. And instead of letting that make you feel like you're being (laughs) whipped around, what you're doing here by acknowledging it is like saying, okay, this is going to be the fall me. This is where I need to make some changes and make switching gears feel good and intentional instead of just like, ugh, schedules or whatever. So these are kind of tied together, but they are two separate questions. And I think these are really great to explore within yourself or with someone else. Again, number four was what summer energy am I bringing into the fall? And number five is where do I need to switch gears? Which also brings us to number six. What is one word, idea, or habit that I can cling to for the next 10 weeks? Now, I say 10 weeks because the holiday season is like its own season, (laughs) even though it's not necessarily a weather season, although I suppose it is the beginning of winter would be the holiday season. But that's like a whole different roller coaster, right? Like once Thanksgiving hits, I feel like everything in my household changes. My to-do list looks different. My social calendar definitely looks different. So for the purposes of what we're talking about here today, I am thinking about September, October, and the first few weeks of November. So that's roughly 10-ish weeks 
that I'm looking ahead and asking myself these questions. And the prompt here is, what is one word, idea, or habit that I can cling to for the next 10 weeks? That's sort of a lot to hold at once, word, idea, or habit. But I think this just depends on what our different lifestyles look like, what our different goals might look like. And since a lot of us chose like a word for the year, this might be a good time to check in on that. We're more than halfway through the year, but whatever word you chose for yourself for 2023, if you did that, does it apply, especially in the next 10 weeks? For me, it does. And some years it does or does not, just depending. But my word for the year for 2023 was focus. And that is for sure something that I want to cling to in an extra special way in the fall that maybe got a little lost in the summer. Focus was something that I really paid a lot of attention to in the spring when I was launching a book and in like a really serious work mode. And then, you know, that isn't really where my mind and heart was over the summer. But now we're back in the fall. Things are ramping back up. I have a lot on my plate, like a lot of us do. And so I'm going to refocus on focus. So that is a word that I'm sort of going to cling to for the next 10 weeks. For you, it might be an idea, like I already discussed, sleep and rest, that maybe you really want to orient yourself around an idea of family time, self-care, anything that is more than just surviving or white-knuckling it through the crazy fall. This is the intention behind this prompt and even, you know, this whole set of questions is what will make us thrive in this season and not just be one big juggle or roller coaster. And so picking an idea or a habit, perhaps, like maybe you want to get back to some sort of exercise habit or reading habit. And these can be things that you are really going to purposefully implement in the next 10 weeks. And I like looking at it like this, like, again, from now until Thanksgiving, the next 10 weeks, because that to me feels more doable than like infinity. (laughs) Like if I was going to, let's say, implement a 10 p.m. bedtime because I want to prioritize getting enough sleep in a time when I'm busy, I can't just be like, well, I'm going to have a 10 p.m. bedtime forever because I learned the lesson that rest matters and I am now a 10 p.m. girl. Now, in some ways that does work for building new habits. It's actually one of my favorite parts of the book, Atomic Habits by James Clear was that he talks about tying your habits to parts of your identity. So if you're like, I'm a person who goes to bed at 10 p.m., that can be very helpful. For me, a lot of changes in my life, especially if I'm trying to get back to some kind of discipline or something, it is too overwhelming and too easy to give up when I think that this is the new normal for me forever, that I have to go to bed at 10 p.m. Like I want to just be like, you know what, I'm really going to prioritize going to bed at 10 p.m. until we get to the holiday season. And then we'll reevaluate if that's even feasible or if I want to keep doing that or if that even worked or mattered. So smaller stretches of time, smaller goals, and you can make it even smaller than these 10 weeks. But for me, that helps in getting through a season the way I want without feeling like I'm trapped in something, that I've declared it as the new me. And so that has to be me forever. I don't want to do that. I want to just look ahead from now until the holidays 
and feel like it's a manageable stretch of time. So again, the question, the prompt is, what is one word, idea, or habit I can cling to for the next 10 weeks? Okay, so along those same lines, but a bit more external is number seven, which is what are two to three things that I really want to make happen this fall? So these are things you really want to make happen before holiday season hits. And in my mind, I keep going back to, maybe because this is what's happening in our own life, time with friends and social time. This can look like that you want to have invited friends over for dinner or scheduled a double date with friends or something two or three times over the next couple of months. Maybe this isn't about connection and being social. It's more about something that you've been needing to get done that you actually have not done yet. And here we are in the fall. It was something that maybe you've been saying to yourself, guy, really need to get my mammogram, get my oil changed, get the gutters cleaned. Like the types of tasks that just sort of get bumped down on your to-do list, but that actually really do need to get done. All of those things that I just named, if you don't do them, the potential for something negative to happen because you didn't do them is really magnified. So we all have these things on our list, like one of these days I'm going to sit down and organize my photos. I just made that up. But whatever is in your mind that you can say, I want to have this thing done by Thanksgiving. And I'm going to name it out loud and I'm going to tell someone who will sort of hold me accountable to it, a family member, a friend. Maybe I'll post it on social like, hey, everybody, by Thanksgiving, I will have painted the living room. Now, the key here when you are naming some of these things is that you cannot name 10 things. I mean, the likelihood that you are going to get 10 things either done or planned that aren't already regularly happening, you are just setting yourself up for failure here. So the prompt asks you to pick two or three things that you really want to have made happen this fall. And it can be a mix. One can be logistical, one can be a task, and one can be something fun. But when you have named that you are going to make this thing happen by the time we get to the holiday season, just by naming it, you have upped the chance that it is actually going to happen, which will bring us to number eight. See how all of these are tied. Number eight is, how do I want to feel at the end of the year? So I ask variations of this question all the time. If you've been around, you know this, that I am always looking ahead to naming, identifying how you want to feel when something is over. A date, a weekend, the year will help you not be asleep as the thing is actually happening because you have your eye on how you want to feel at the end of it. It helps you not get derailed. It helps you not be numb. So if number eight is how do I want to feel at the end of the year, this is after the holidays, this is truly at the end of our calendar year, how do we want to feel? Can you see how all of these prompts and questions are backing us into that? We're talking about habits, we're talking about energy, we're talking about plans. We're also talking about gratitude and mindsets. If you wanna get to the end of the year feeling like you really ran the best race possible, especially in the fall and holiday season, now is your chance to head in that direction. If all we're doing is getting through the day, we will not arrive at a place where we feel extra great 
about how that went. And of course, sometimes you're in a season where getting through the day is the absolute best you can do. I've been there. We have all been there. If that is where you are, then all the grace in the world for that being your season. Sometimes truly just getting through the day gets you an A plus for sure. But if that's not where you are and you are able to like look forward and feel like at the end of the year, I want to feel like I wasn't a chaotic disaster in the fall and in the holiday season, that I actually approached my life, my family, my work with intention and gratitude These are sort of buzzwords, I feel like. I don't want to be, you know, a toxic positivity meme because this isn't all positive. These questions are not going to bring up all positive things. This is just awareness. And awareness is not always super simple. And so we have to spell it out for ourselves sometimes that in order to feel how we want to feel at the end of the year, we have to pay attention to how we're feeling in September. For me, as I have talked about a few times here and online, this has been a summer of reset for me. I've been resetting in a few different ways ever since my birthday in June when I really started to pay a lot of attention to the fact that I was maybe a teeny bit in the woods or in the ocean and that I wanted to reroute on a few different levels. And I've spent the past few months really thinking about that, journaling about that. That's been a real refrain in my head. But you can't stay in this place of reset forever. Now it is time for me to take a lot of my swirly thoughts and a lot of the ideas I was kind of experimenting with, and it is time to implement them. It doesn't mean that there won't be a transition period between resetting and getting back to where I want to be. It's not like a switch is flipped when you're doing this particular type of reset. But when I'm looking at what the summer brought for me, it was rest and it was some inspiration and it was some light bulb moments. And now I have to take all of those things into the fall and actually apply them to my real life instead of going back to, you know, some of the habits and and mental games that I always play when I'm busy when I'm having anxiety, when the schedule is too full, frankly, when my work load is intense, like it sometimes is in the fall. I don't want to spend this fall the way I have in some pasts. I want to be paying attention to what June Laura was journaling about. Is September Laura paying attention? I hope that these thoughts and these questions were helpful for you to think through. I hope that you take them to a friend, a partner, your journal, and really do spend some time this week as we approach the holiday weekend, really thinking about what the next 10-ish weeks are going to look like. It is always a worthy exercise to pause and notice what's working, what's not, what our life landscape looks like, and if that's what we want it to look like. There's a lot of things in this world that we can't change, but let's never stop being mindful of the things that we can. Thanks for listening, friends. Happy end of summer to you. Now go share something. You've just listened to an episode of the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. For show notes and links, go to 10thingstotellyou.com. 
Make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. And you can also join our free connection group on Facebook to discuss episodes and topics. For bonus content, ad-free episodes, and monthly Zoom gatherings with me, join my Secret Stuff Patreon community by going to 10thingstotellyou.com slash secret stuff. Thanks for listening. 